you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello, everyone. Uh, happy whatever day it is when you are listening to this. So excited to dive in. Vanessa and I were like talking off record, just chatting, catching up. And of course, Bravo, we've done. And we're like, we need to record this ASAP because there is a lot to discuss. And for once, we are having a lot of similar feelings. But let's uh, dive in to Vanderpump. I know we say this like over and over, and I like say it every DM. It is just so crazy watching it now, knowing what we know, like it would just be such a different viewing experience had Scandaval not happened, but it is what it is. And here we are. Uh, what, like, I don't like, I just love that Brock, Lala and Sheena have become like this little, like happy family. It is really, really sweet. And I have a little confession to tell you guys. So we met Brock at BravoCon <laughs> and at that time, his reputation was a little like, mm. And I didn't tag him in our post or anything. I like teased him and called him like Fabio. I mean, he was very lovely and very kind. And seeing this moment, I'm like, all right, Brock's coming for his redemption story. I thought it was very sweet. I even liked that he said, well, good friends, real friends, like hold you accountable. Like that he, in a way, appreciated that Lala like pushed him. And now- Doors it have sound, opened. Yeah, I was like, it sounded like he needed it. I think there was like a sense of embarrassment and shame with how he like had treated his previous kids. Uh, and I get wanting to make it better. He's getting a chance at being the parent he wasn't prior. Um, and yeah, I mean, like obviously he wasn't a good dad. There's a lot involved. We don't know all the details. I it seems like his um I don't know. Was it ex-wife? It seems like the mother of his other children wants to remain private and protect their privacy, which I completely understand. So we don't know all the details, but I will just say uh, people can grow and change. And I think Brock it is a example of that. I also think it's so sweet um, since they filmed and Lala has talked about, well, one, it's crazy how, well, how much things can change in a year from hating each other to now, like <laughs> literally they have a house next door to each other in Palm Springs. So I think it's, it's great. And I feel like Brock is probably a fatherly figure for her too. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, a fatherly figure to Ocean. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it was really, really sweet. I was unexpected too to see Lala apologize like that. And not like just basically say I was wrong. I'm sorry. Like she didn't try to defend herself or anything like that. Like it was a, you know, a true apology. Um, I agree. I I thought it was a really um 
touching moment. Um, and I, I don't, I just really liked, I enjoyed that. Um, okay. I think I would always find the flirting between Schwartz and Rachel like weird. Like it it, it seems like they were both kind of like socially awkward while trying to flirt, but like now watching it, I'm like, this was so forced. Like this was not, these were not two people that wanted to make out or be like flirty friendly. These were, this was somebody covering up an affair and a friend going along with it. I, you can't tell me Schwartz didn't know and didn't agree to this. Facts. It's just so cringy and awkward. Like there's zero chemistry between those two. Like literally I've never seen something like van- so vanilla and vanilla <laughs> that literally do not go together. Like it's he, like, even it's asking gross. about the men's bathroom. He's like, does it smell good? <laughs> like, I was like, this is so dumb. Like you guys are not flirting. And then even like everybody being like, Oh, look at them flirting. That's awkward. Like James getting like mad and stuff. I'm like, this, if, if you're watching what I'm watching, I am actually not seeing any flirting at all. Like it was, it was weird. It was some weird vibes and energy, but again, it's so hard to say like what we would think without Scandaval because, because of Scandaval, we're looking at this so completely different. I still think regardless, it's cringy and it's awkward. And it's like, you guys don't go together. I mean, I can see you guys getting like high together and doing your little projector lights and like listening to music, (laughs) maybe do shrooms together. I can see that. And then things maybe get weird between them, but other than that, that's the extent of it. Like a, yeah, a shroom induced, like affectionate session that might lead to a kiss, <laughs> but nothing like sexual, you know? Um, I, I do feel like this wedding too. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like we're all kind of like, Sheena, I'm so sorry. We are not into your wedding. Just give us more clips of like Easter eggs and signs that, that Sandoval sucks. Uh, and that Rachel is also a horrible human being, but we will talk about her wedding. Um, I'm excited for that. She's happy in this wedding. Like, you know, that she can't wait and she wants everyone to be a part of it. I did love her shade to Katie. She's like, no, I had her move to a different tower and like, she's not going to be near everyone because she decided that she wouldn't give up her room to my bridesmaid, which I think that was a whole fabricated story. Um, but I, I love the shade from Sheena. I mean, it's also like we're filming a reality show. I think it's just kind of funny that it's like, well, Katie's in the cast. So she has to yeah. go with like a job <laughs> obligation for yeah. her. Um, and plus like a vacation and seeing what happens. But I always like kind of laugh that as viewers, we know that. But on the show, they're like, oh, well, I moved her room or whatever. Um, I also thought Sheena gave, and man, this goes to show like how much Rachel like deeply betrayed Sheena because for Sheena to not invite Allie to certain things because of Rachel is like a bit much like would you let a bridesmaid kind of weigh in that much on stuff on the reverse Allie was right I appreciated her self-awareness she's like I don't know her that well like I totally get that uh yeah I guess I would I mean it's awkward because they were like engaged you know and I have to remind myself of that um I don't know if I would say like, well, he's going to bring her, but she can't come to any of the wedding stuff. Cause then it's like, that's really awkward. Like then either she comes and she's allowed at everything or he doesn't bring her at all. You know, I don't know. I just feel like it's weird. And then it was like, then she ended up saying like, like, didn't James then say like, then she, like he got a text or something and Allie is coming. I, I'm just so confused by it all. Um, I don't think I'd let, I don't think I'd let a bridesmaid have that much power, but I also feel like I wouldn't let somebody bring a date to my wedding and be like, they can go to the before the welcome party and after party. They just can't go to my ceremony and reception. 
Yeah, that's exactly. That's that is weird. And as someone who had a destination wedding and you've attended, we've attended a few. That is weird because already a destination wedding is small. It's like a smaller group of people. You're all came for one purpose and one reason. And to purposely exclude someone is very, very strange behavior. So I'm also glad that James, like James to me was a star of this filler episode. Um, I like that he called out Brock and Sheena um, because he reminded them quickly uh, when it came to Allie. He's like, well, guys, remember that time you thought about getting married at my proposal? And, you know, you see in the <laughs> confessionals, like Sheena's like, fuck. And he's yeah. like, yep. Like checkmate. Like I yeah. just, I just like love, I mean, James is love or hate James. James brings on the entertainment. I've said this before. He gives housewife confessional energy. No other male in Bravo makes me laugh like he does or throw shade. The oh way that yeah. James does. He does it in such a great way. Like even the way he inserts himself and the shade, like he, is the closest thing we'll ever have to a true male housewife. I completely also like laughed. He's like, how many soft openings are we going to have? And like (laughs) saying Tom, Tom, instead of shorts and Sandy's like, he is very, a very funny person. Um, I do like some other notes. I mean, I know we're kind of all over the place here, but tagging along on James. I love his friendship with Lala. I I mean, I think the internet low-key thinks they're going to end up together because they have such good chemistry with each other, but I like them as friends. I think I'm glad that Lala is there to check him and say like, whoa, you're drinking, like all of this. Like she has no problem calling him out. And I think James genuinely respects her too. I think when she calls him out, it comes from a place of like, I like James, I know what it's like to think you can have a drink or two and how it's going to like, you know, like in not like not being able to do that where I think somebody who maybe doesn't understand that would be like, Oh, you're drinking again. You know, like she just comes from more of a place of understanding and love. And I do agree. Like I love their friendship. I don't, I don't think I would be thrilled at them getting together. Um, other than unless it was like a, we're both horny and single and like, you know, just needed to get some, they could be that for one another, but I just, I don't know. I wouldn't, I just feel like they're, they're better off as friends. I don't want to like, I don't see them fight and all that kind of stuff again. But, um, what did you think? I, so I had no idea. So one, I totally understand, even if you're not, um, of like Mexican heritage to say that your dress is tacky and it looks like someone's quinceanera dress is very insulting because, um, for those of you who haven't listened for a while, I'm very into like other culture celebrations. I like would have loved to have had a quinceanera. I just thought they were the coolest thing. There was a quinceanera. Quinceanera. I can't do it. <laughs> I know. Um, I was like, it's okay. <laughs> but I, um, there was a movie that we watched at school in my Spanish class about just like the party and a girl being like nervous and excited and all the things. And I just remember being like, it would be so cool to have that. Like, I just, it's such a, neat celebration. It's so special. Um, just such a like important part of a girl becoming a woman's journey. Um, so I understand that insult, but I, I saw you made a note about this too. I had no idea. Sheena was half Mexican. No idea. So after I found that out, I, so Sheena's biological father is of Mexican descent. She was raised by her stepfather. So he was never really in the picture. So I think, therefore, I'm sure her heritage and her nationality and that culture, she wasn't fully immersed in it, but I had no idea. So, I mean, 
it kind of makes sense with her flashiness. It's like in line with us Latina. So I'm like, Hey, <laughs> you're welcome. Welcome. Welcome girl. Welcome. Welcome to the party. Um, so yeah, I was surprised by that. Also, can I just say Christina coming to that welcome dinner? Sheena should have said no. Well, like the, it's one thing yeah. to show up, but the audacity to sit next to the bride when well, you even not Katie invited. being there, like, isn't Katie claiming she's not going to the wedding? Like, why is Katie coming to the welcome party? I thought like my whole thing with Katie was like, I already paid for this. So I'm going to go have myself a nice trip in Mexico. My friends are going to be there. I'm going to have a good time. I don't know. I just thought it was like kind of, yeah, I thought it was weird that then they show up at the welcome party, but I guess yeah. it was kind of one of those things like it's at the resort. So it's like, you know, you're at an all-inclusive. You it's- have to eat. Well, so it's Lala and Christina who showed up. And I think next week, because we I remember this in the initial trailer, Katie and Schwartz are having their like anniversary. Like That's dinner, right. Yeah. Awkward, happy anniversary. And then she leaves pissed off. And it was just like yeah. the two of them. I just remember that from the trailer. So I think that's where she was. So I get like, Christina, you don't want to eat by yourself. But that's, I mean, at least sit at another table. Or ask, I don't know. Yeah. Ask one of them to go to dinner with you. It wouldn't have been that weird. if like, Lala's like, Hey, like, I don't want Christina to have to eat alone. I don't know. I just, yeah. But anyway, uh, that is Vanderpump this week. We forgot the fight at the end with James. Oh God. That, okay. I do appreciate what Ariana's saying. Like, it seemed like James completely overreacted. I get somebody being drunk and like hanging on you is annoying, but like, yeah, to like body check him. And I don't know, just like, I thought his behavior was very bizarre. I, I loved Ariana getting a little heated. I was like, good for you. Like, because a part of me is like, I want to see this energy go against Sandoval at the reunion as well. No, I think we got a preview like that. um, I have like chills thinking about it for you to die. Like that moment of the mid season trailer where we see her screaming. (laughs) I was like, oh, so that's, that's a little taste (laughs) that that was on like, a level two she's about to turn it up to a 10 when she gets to sandoval but whoo i mean yeah. what a this wasn't like a filler episode i'd say for sure and but overall like you know entertaining we clearly had enough to talk about so yeah all right let's move on to new jersey uh you and i were talking about this before we started recording i'm not loving new jersey this season and i was kind of afraid to say it and you feel the same way Yeah, not feeling it at all. I think I've had it. I'm, you know, Taylor Armstrong enough. You know, here's, I'm over these fights that I've gone on for years and years. I also, you know, and thinking about this, Jersey hasn't had any, the many cash shakeups. They've added a lot of like friend doves, but the core cast has kind of remained the same, like season after season after season for a little bit. Jen Aiden was, you know, until we had Danielle and um, Rachel, but if you think about it, like the core women have kind of remained the same, but I'm like, y'all got to find something else to talk about. I love Margaret Josephs, but Margaret, you're killing me here. These, I'm like, this is all like stupid. All of it is stupid. (laughs) The whole like fight with like, what did, did Danielle say? I mean, I get actually Danielle being pissed with Rachel, um, because I would be too. Like, I didn't think the conversation seemed super gossipy caddy they're basically like what do you think of the women so far we're both new and she's like well this is what i've heard and you know like i just hope she doesn't come for me like i okay i think that's a total normal thing to say if you're hearing all these like wild things about somebody and yeah i agree i just feel like we're grasping at straws we're trying to make like this drama continue between 
Jennifer Aiden and Marge and even like Jackie, I think is trying too hard. It's just, I don't know. Like oh, we gotta like Jackie, honey. I'm like, I know you want to be back, but Teresa checked you. Yeah. <laughs> she I checked know. you. I feel like lean into friend of like uh, people like look at friend of as a demotion. I think it's like a huge opportunity for some of these people who maybe don't have the strongest storyline on their own to be like an integral part of the show. Like we've had so many great friend ofs. Like, I mean, Camille Grammer, obviously I think one of the best friend ofs uh, ever. And she was full-time and then went to friend of like, you don't have to show everything about your life. So you can just kind of like jump in and choose when you want to fight and when you don't. And I feel like Jackie just isn't doing it right. The only person who I'll say is doing it right. And maybe it's because she doesn't have um, all this history with the women is Danielle. I think she is maybe the best rookie housewife we've ever seen to come in on a first season and be so strong and be herself. And she, I would not mess with her. Like she, I think she legit would cut a bitch. I wouldn't mess with her either. I'd argue and say that Jennifer Aiden had a strong rookie season as well. Like she was very, I mean, love or hater. Jen Aiden makes a great housewife. Never forget like the 18 bathrooms or whatever that situation was. Um, but yeah, I, I think Jen Fessler is what Jackie should be doing. Like friend yes. of energy, like just light, fun, little pot stirring. Well, I heard this, like, you know, putting a little piece of information there, but she's doing a little too much. She really, really wants it back. Okay. Let's get to the Teresa, Joe, dirty Louie of it all. This fucking pizza oven. It doesn't make any sense. So Louie gave a quarter of a million dollars. They were going to go in business together. It was going to be 50, 50 Joe and Teresa. And then according to Teresa and Louie, then Joe was only going to give Louie 5% of it. Um, I'm very confused by that. Was it like 5% of Teresa's 50? I don't know. But let's, so then Joe, Joe's only going to give him five and um, they decide that that's not right. And they just walk away and Louie's out a quarter of a million dollars. And then according to Joe and Melissa, Teresa decides to start her own skinny pizza with her daughters and like left them high and dry. I I'm very confused. I think if you walk away, if you're like, no, I can't agree to these terms, then you get your investment back. Like that's weird. Like, why would you not have a contract before giving a quarter of a million dollars? Like I just, some of this isn't like, it doesn't make sense. I think there's truths. Like we like to say the truth is in the middle. I think both sides are probably telling some of the truth. It doesn't not make any sense. One, you know, Joe Gorga on one hand is like, well, I could have put up the money. Like I had no problem. Then why didn't you, <laughs> why didn't you put up the money? Also, why is it Louie's money versus Teresa's money? Like that part was like interesting to me. It just all doesn't make any sense. And then also it's like, hello, you guys are, have been fighting and now you're going to go into business together. Yeah. Like, you can't even like hang out and show up to each other's birthday parties, and but you're going to go and start like the skinny pizza oven. What? Um, I, I'm with Teresa. I don't think, I think families and business, hello, watch succession. I think it's very, very messy. I think, I mean, it can work. I'm not saying it can't work, but I'm in that relationship and looking at the Gorgas and then Teresa, I, I think we all knew that would not work. Well, yeah, you've had a history of fighting and going through periods of time where you weren't doing holidays together, but you're going to do, go into business together. I, I don't know. All I will say is I want to give like a gold star to 
Marge's husband, Joe. There's a lot of Joe. So I want to like clarify which one for reading Louis so well, like even like when they were talking about Louis trying to find Donna and try to make it right. And he's like, yeah, because then he looks good and Teresa still looks bad. Like, I just, I'm glad that there's people that are seeing through this, like who, I mean, I obviously Joe and Melissa aren't his biggest fan and stuff, but I think, you know, there is still this sense of like, he's the calm one. He's trying to talk even when Marge and Teresa were talking and he gets up and he's like, you're not listening to her, Teresa. Like, it's just like, I'm like, Oh God, I'd like, I'm glad people aren't falling for this. Like it's easy to, and I will say like, he has brought out a better side of Teresa for most of this season, but we all know what's happening. Um, So I'm glad there's people seeing through it. Oh, a hundred percent. And I'm not a Melissa fan. (laughs) You guys know, but I agreed with her. She's like, Louie is trying to act like the, I forgot she said it, but essentially she's like, Louie's trying to give this facade that he's all peace and namaste, but it's really hiding from the man that he actually is. And we got a flavor of that with the weirdness of him holding Melissa's hand and then the whole pajama thing. And, and then he kind of like lashes out at Teresa with the whole don't listen. Like I get Teresa's a lot, but if my partner spoke to me that way, I would be like, uh, excuse me. Like, aren't we <laughs> supposed to be a team? Like there's one way to like check someone or pull them aside. But I feel like the way he, addresses her in front of a group to me it feels a bit embarrassing yeah i completely yeah i completely agree um so i guess we will see um what's to come we saw the mid-season trailer um i mean basically it's like a lot of drinking i don't know if we're gonna get to the full story of like why melissa and joe decide not to go to the wedding i know that we see like glimpses of it and previews of it but i wonder if that's gonna be more part of the wedding special. I mean, whatever it is, I just want it to be done. Yeah. <laughs> like just, just be over just it. be done. Like this season. Bleh. Yeah. I'm not, I, we need, we need some fresh drama, fresh faces that we got a little bit of that with a new friend of and two new housewives, but yeah, we need, we need some fresh drama. We can't keep having this Gorga versus GDs, GDJs, uh, or however she wants to say it. Um, Grandma like going on fun, a, like more fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I do think we're going to get a lot of that with them in Ireland. It seems like there is going to be no lack of drunk act antics uh, with this crowd. Uh, all right. Before we jump into summer house, we want to take a moment to talk to you guys about uh, a new partner that we've been working with. We're so excited to have partnered with green chef. I uh, particularly love it because right now my husband is an accountant. I have three kids. So, uh, my husband's working later, comes home to quickly try to do dinner with us. And then he's back to doing tax returns. And so, um, meal planning, executing the meals, all that's falling on me. And it's just so convenient and easy to pick what you want. They send you all of the ingredients. You don't have to worry about like, oh my gosh, I thought we had garlic and now we're out of it. I need to run to the store or, you know, what can I use instead? It's really healthy, which I love. Um, and they just got tons of options for whatever lifestyle you're trying to live, whether you're keto, vegan, gluten-free, they can meet all of those um, lifestyle choices. And um, I'll say too, my kids, for the most part, now I'll say there are sometimes we only take a bite of the vegetable, but my kids like it too. So there's just so many options to make it work for you. And uh, Green Chef is going to be offering a discount for all of you listeners. So go to greenchef.com slash realmom60 and use code realmoms60 to get 60% off plus 
free shipping. Again, that is greenchef.com slash realmom60 and you'll get 60% off plus free shipping with the code realmom60. So give Green Chef a try. I promise you won't regret it. It's the number one meal kit for eating well. All righty, Summer House. Uh, what are your thoughts on Craig and Paige? Uh, this seems like, like there's a little bit of one's ready to settle down and one's a little hesitant. I mean, I think here's the thing, and I've I've heard this from people who live in New York and East Coast. Their pace in terms of commitment moves a, a bit slower. Or so where we're from, we're from the Midwest, as you guys know, Kansas City, St. Louis. I got married at 27. Abby, you were, I think, 28, Uh, 29. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've started growing our families. It seems like, and New Yorkers or East coast, East coasters check me on this. um, It seems like they may delay that a little bit. It's not as the norm, I guess. So I kind of get paid. She's like, it's been a year. Like, yeah, you don't have to like rush into this. I don't want to turn 30. And then like, I have to move. But however, on the reverse side, it's like, well, if you like, what's the hesitation here? Like what? There's a little bit of fear. Like, why don't you want to commit? And is it because it's the settling down aspect because you're giving out your freedom? Like, I don't know, because I think Craig is like, you are moving to Charleston. They're they're not living in New York. It would be her moving to Charleston, which would be a lot. That's a big change. I mean, talk about, I mean, she even said like. She likes black too much, you know, for because Charleston is a lot of bright colors and pastels and very southern. Um, I get, I get her hesitation. I think also it's like hard because there's a sense of like I, she loves her life, her life in New York. She's always kind of been a New Yorker or identified as a New Yorker. Um, and so there's this like letting go and like mourning the person like that you once were. I do think ultimately they'll. I, I think they're going to end up together. Um, but yeah, I, I. I think it's it like really relatable. I'm sure there's people that have had those struggles themselves too. Like, it, I don't think she's questioning is Craig the one. It's just questioning is she really ready to make such a big life change? Uh, and I, then, I mean, it's a huge change. Yeah. I mean, it's like I don't know. It's a lot. I I would have been hesitant. I would be hesitant to move like from New York, where I've lived my whole life, to Charleston. I think that'd be tough. Um, and also, I mean, I guess they've always said that they'll still have some sort of like apartment or something in New York. But I think once you put kids in the mix, it's going to be kind of hard to always do that, like going to visit your other other New York home. But those are, I guess, uh, good problems. Rich people. Yeah, problems. those are rich people problems for sure. No, we can't get for the kids sure. up to our penthouse enough. It's just a shame. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the conversation with Amanda and Lindsay? I mean... I think Amanda held her own. You know, I was actually kind of caught off guard by Lindsay getting emotional because I think Lindsay tends to be so guarded that I think she tends to go more defensive, but for her to get emotional, was like a little like jarring. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just think she normally holds on this strong facade. Um, but I thought Amanda held her own. And I feel like at the end of the day, it's like, you guys aren't going to be besties. You guys are have a friendship because you're on this reality TV show and your partners have a friendship. And that's it. It doesn't have to be deep. Yeah, I think it can be just as simple as that. I agree. I think Amanda did a good job of 
really just explaining where she was coming from. She said she was sorry, but she didn't like overdo it. And I kind of in Amanda's defense, it's like, she's already apologized for this several times. And, you know, so it's like, how many more times can you tell somebody you're sorry that you said what you said at the reunion? It was, you know, a heated moment. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought she did a really good job of, of holding her own while also being, you know, open and receptive to Lindsay. I was surprised by Lindsay crying. Um, I do think it's, I think there's like more of this, like hurt from Lindsay that I think she thought that once her and Carl became a couple that everybody would just be like, Oh my God, get married, have babies. We're so excited for you guys. And I think, you know, it's normal for friends to kind of be like, Whoa, like you just bought a car together. You're moving in together. Like this seems kind of fast. Is everything okay? And I think she's like more upset that there isn't like this, like the way the fans reacted. I think she wanted all of her friends to react the same way, but I, I can understand why there's some concern with people like they are moving a little seemingly a little bit fast and they do tend to isolate themselves. And so like, it's like, you're kind of seeing like, this isn't a recipe for the, the easiest of relationships. Um, no, not at all. And I think too, in their relationship, I think Lindsay is being protective of Carl and his sobriety. So I think that tends like, I feel like the isolation kind of comes from that too, in a way. Um, because a lot of the activities in this friend group is partying. I mean, it's a lot of just drinking. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. Every, like every episode set up for the most part is they get in on Friday, they eat dinner at home, then they go out somewhere and then they come back and then it's after bars and it's, they either have a party or a beach day, or they're doing some sort of like drinking related activity. And then they go home Sunday. Like that's kind of what it's always the structure has always been. So yeah, if you're not, and obviously it weaves in the relationships and the conversations and all that, but yeah, the focus really is on drinking. So this would be a tough situation. It's getting where I kind of feel like they're at this crossroads where they need to decide what does the future of summer house look like. And I mean, I don't think we can keep throwing in 24 year olds into the mix with 40 year olds and thinking like, well, that will bring in some fresh, you know, young energy. Um, but we'll just keep these older people in the mix as well. I think they're just, yeah. they're definitely at a crossroads where they need to figure out kind of the direction and strategy of the show. hundred percent. Um, another thing that we saw in this episode and it makes me sad, but Robert and Danielle, I mean, yeah, I mean, red flags everywhere. I, red flags. I think it's just, what's sad is I do think they personality wise, like really do love each other. And I think they are a good fit when it comes to that. It's just unfortunate that Robert has a job that takes up so much of his time and his life. And he kind of centers himself around that. Um, And I think Danielle tried so hard to make it work, but like you even see, like she wanted to just spend time with him a week, like one of the rare weekends they have together. And, you know, he wanted to like stay up late and party with everyone. And like, they just, I think want different things out of the relationship at this point. But I thought it was really telling when the producer, when she was like, there should be like a handbook for dating chefs. And the producer was like, I think it would just be don't. Uh, I'm wondering if at this point they've already broken up and with the interview process, but it did like that kind of made me laugh where she just laughed at it instead of like trying to defend it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Maya has probably told her all about that life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so I, I don't know. It makes, it makes me sad, but I think that is a demanding career and he seems to be like, he wants to be a successful, well-known chef. And 
I mean, I feel like anyone in the restaurant industry in that business, you spend your life in a kitchen. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, poor guy, they make him cook. I was like, Why? well, you know, <laughs> so my husband worked um, in the restaurant industry for a while. Um, he never was a cook, but he, I think he like would have been, um, he loves cooking and stuff, but he brought up a good point. Um, cause he worked in a lot like in catering and like this, um, company that had like a cafe and like a lunch spot. And then also did like evening things. And he got to know the chefs really well. Cause he would ask them for their advice and input on stuff. And, you know, the head chef doesn't necessarily do a lot of like the actual, like executing and cooking. It's more of the line cooks. And so if he is at a point where he's more like the, the head, um, he, really like is overseeing and like quality doing quality control and like creates the menu and tells people how to like execute the dishes, but he's not doing like an actual lot of cooking. And I wonder too, if maybe that was like part of the fun for him is he gets to kind of create whatever he wants versus, you know, people coming in and saying, I want the scallops and it has to be the, the way that the, exactly the way they're described on the menu. But yeah, I kind of thought I said the same thing. I'm like, Oh, it's like a weekend off and he's cooking like poor guy, but he didn't seem to mind it. Uh, I no, guess he didn't. But then I was like, damn, all those leftovers. I like felt for, I would have They been always, I, I wonder if the crew eats, like I've oh, always noticed yeah. that, that they do always have a shit ton of leftovers. And like, they'd seemingly, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be that great watching everyone like put it in like Tupperware, but like, it doesn't seem like it's always in the fridge. So I wonder, I'm guessing like the crew eats as well. I would yeah, hope I think they don't right. waste all that delicious food. Um, all right. Well, this brings us to our shout outs this week of Vanessa, who is your shout out? I'm going to give my shout out to Sheena's lawyer, lawyer <laughs> Nima. We've been sending it to Daryl, but we got to send it to Nima. Uh, Sheena's case has been dismissed. We'll talk about it more on Patreon, but I just love when these heroes that don't wear capes are <laughs> in the world of our reality TV, where these like people you don't expect to like bring us all joy and shade. A lot of this happens in the courtroom. Let's not forget the judge in Jun Shaw's case. Um, but I want to give it to him and, and Sheena for like it. fighting it, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll discuss it more, but that was such a interesting turn of events. Uh, I want to give my shout out to Ludacris. So you've, I'm, I'm sure almost everyone has either heard of or read the book Llama Llama Red Pajama. Um, I stumbled upon and I shared it to our Instagram page, a version of Ludacris basically like wrapping Llama Llama Red Pajama with an amazing beat. It has been stuck in my head ever since um, I have heard it. It's so good. It's very catchy, but if you Google it, so the clip, the reel that I had, it cuts off kind of like the last couple of pages. Um, Ludacris gets a little explicit at the end. So Google it. Um, it's, I don't know. It's hilarious. I think like we need a like read along album of Ludacris, like remixing a lot of these well-known children's books because it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, so we always enjoy you guys appreciate all the love and support. Uh, so here we go. If you want to support us, uh, a great way to do so is to subscribe and then hit five stars. If you have 30 to 60 seconds, leave us a review. We read them all. We see them all the good and the bad. Um, so thank you guys so much for your support, uh, with that. And we, um, we really, really do appreciate it. It does make such a difference as we look at trying to get fun guests to come on and talk about all things Bravo. And then if you'd like to support us monetarily for less than a latte at Starbucks, you can join our Patreon as little as $3 a month. And that's where we 
discuss all the things happening off camera as well as pop culture uh, headlines. So head on over to patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo. And with that, we will catch you next week. Is your daily grind getting you down? A thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful, soothing jets, and all your stress seems to melt away, like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better too. Call 877-861-4672 now. And for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment.